What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1219 of Ask Pat. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. Today, we're speaking with Michelle Moses. That's Moses with a Z. You can find her at michellemoses.com, and she helps people with their branding, and she does a really good job of it. In fact, she has herself stand out specifically from other competitors by saying, you know what? I'm gonna be the one to work with you. Like, it's my magic touch that's gonna help you. You won't get anybody else, it's just you and me. And of course, that comes with a premium. But through the conversation today, we discover something really interesting that just all of a sudden clicks for Michelle. And it's something that she's been struggling with with, with a really long time, but the questions I ask unpack something and boom, we hit it right on the head and then we use that to determine what her next steps are. So you're gonna hear exactly what the challenge is, where the motivations lie, and then we're gonna go from there. So listen in, this is Michelle Moses with a Z, michellemoses.com. Enjoy. Hey, Michelle, welcome to Ask Pat. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang and chat with me today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. I, I'm a big super fan of yours. And Thank you. um, this is this is a dream, really. This is awesome. I want to help you as best as I can, but help us a little understand a little bit about who you are and what you do first. Okay, so I'll explain what I do. There's a bit of a backstory, <laughs> Okay. but I'll just get to the point. Right now, I'm a branding strategist, which means I work with entrepreneurs one-on-one, I get to the root of either whether they're branding or rebranding, we figure out what their strategy might be with their brand launch. I work a lot with design, logo design, brand patterns, packaging design, anything that's required to launch a business. And if someone were to rebrand, they would come to me and we would figure out together what their problems might be, why there's holes in their marketing strategy. And we work together to kind of like bring them back to life and revive their business. Gotcha. So is this an agency that you run and you have clients that work with you and you have a team and, and a few other people that help support these companies that are either branding themselves for the first time in launching or rebranding and want to pivot? Yeah, that's right. Although I'm not an agency, I work independently. Um, and that's actually part of the unique feature of my business is that people seek to work one-on-one -on -one with me. I think it makes it very personal and special and I kind of handhold my clients through the process. Nice, I like that. So it's a lot more white glove in terms of the experience and it's not just like you make the connection and it's like okay now all these people are going to take care of you and you know there are pros and cons obviously to each and one of the cons is I mean it's it's just you right so you have to work or else like nothing happens and also like your time is only there's only so much time to go around but you know you could probably charge a lot more as a result of that and provide a lot better of an experience I imagine what's the name of the company that you have in case people are curious so it's just under my name Michelle Moses my website's michellemoses.com I just I really wanted to keep my name because you're not working with a company you're working with me and I really wanted to keep that personal vibe I like that as a very purposeful like this is my differentiator like it's me you get me and you can be sure of that so I, I really like that who are you serving in terms of these entrepreneurs and these brands? Is there a particular niche or type of person or, or people or company that you uh, are serving? Yeah, what's interesting is that I find that I'm working with a lot of people like myself, and I actually created long-term friendships with my clients. They're usually women about my age, between the ages of 28 and 32. They have children, they have business ideas. They don't have the creativity or they are creative and they don't know how to put into action their ideas. So I am that creative brain for them. 
And I help them walk through, like I said earlier, like any sort of business problems they might have where they feel like maybe they're falling short in their marketing, where they're not connecting with their customers. Um, And I help them form that relationship with their clients and their customers. And just, I want to see them succeed. I, I want them to do well. So they already have an idea. It's not like you're working with somebody from scratch and going, okay, what business can we create, right? You're at least beyond there. Yeah, so they come to me. Usually all it is is an idea. And then we talk about how we can make it this actual business, get it off the ground, launch it. So I do get involved a lot in the launch process. Cool. Well, that sounds like a great service and it sounds interesting. Tell me a little bit about where perhaps you might be concerned or where you want to go. Like what's what's on your mind? Okay. So I'll give you a little bit of like a timeline backstory of how I got to where I am now because there I did try a lot of things and now I'm kind of finding myself going back to some things. So a weird random fact about me is that I used to be a cartoonist. I was in the comic book industry and another unique feature of working with me that my clients love is that I have this past as an illustrator. So I'm not just a graphic designer, but I can draw and people love to bring that element into their own branding. So back when I did this and I was a comic book artist, I was doing well and it was fun and I was not even 20 years old when I got the opportunity to, I got a job offer to work as a cartooning professor at a college. And I declined because I felt like I had so much more room to grow and move on. And I was looking for ways to make money while I was in college. And I ended up becoming a graphic designer and I was just a graphic designer. I built hourly and I was like in this monotonous cycle for years, just being a freelance graphic designer. And I was like, how can I make this more lucrative, but also more fulfilling. It felt like I wasn't actually helping people. I was this machine, this robot, just working nine to five. Even though I was working from home, I felt like I was working in an office. I was working nine to five, billing $50 an hour. So actually over just the last few years, I kind of made this vow to set goals and achieve them. So goal one was to make more time for my children. So I didn't want to have to work these crazy long hours to make the money I wanted to make because when you're working hourly, you have to, you can only work so much. So I created packages and I got into branding specifically because I loved watching my clients' reactions to the process and watching them grow. Like there's something so fulfilling and beautiful about the branding process. And I loved working with people. I loved helping them. Like there was just something magical about it. Now, in this rebrand, the main change that I made was that I reinvented myself and I started talking to my customers differently and I put myself out on Instagram and I started to draw this clientele of people who needed branding. And they, like I said earlier, were a lot like me. And then I I tried doing this like monthly retainer thing to also like try to make more money, which was a total epic fail because I found myself going back to that hourly thing. Now I'm actually in a good place. My branding packages range from like two to $5,000 and I don't have to take on that many clients to make decent money. And also I work part-time now, which is fantastic. I work nine to two. I have so much time for my children. I set a lot of goals. I also set a goal to get a house this year. And my husband and I bought a house this year. Like I had like this whole idea of like reinventing myself and growing And I actually got to where I wanted. I'm very happy with the salary that I'm making now. I love the work that I'm doing. I'm not just a graphic designer. I'm a branding strategist. I really feel like I'm changing people's lives and I'm helping their businesses succeed and get off the ground. I'm just like, I'm content. But then I think about like, I could grow so much more from here and I don't know how. 
what happened was as I put myself out there and these people who needed branding came out to me and approached me. And another thing that I noticed, like as a result of my rebrand was that the right people were contacting me and the right people were approaching me. And I suddenly loved the people I was working with. Like I was speaking their language and they were attracted to me and drawn to working with me and getting that one-on-one experience, which I call the Michelle magic. And my business superpower is that I could read my clients' minds. They tell me this vision of where they want to take their business and I help them get there. Amazing. So you're probably like, so what's the problem? So the problem is that I started listening to your podcast. I started reading your books and I was like, I would love to start my own online course. And the people I really want to target are not my branding clients, not the people that are looking to grow their businesses because there's so many people doing that. I really want to target designers, people who want to grow and design, people who want to maybe learn the secret recipe to what goes into my strategy of Michelle Magic and reading clients' minds. I have a very happy customer base. I've been doing this for so many years that I feel like I know how to make clients happy and I know how to give them the results that they're seeking. I kind of have like this tribe and I've been growing on social media, but I really would love to help designers do this too. But I also still want a brand (laughs) and I don't really have that designer following. Like there are designers that follow me on Instagram. I started to put content out there to kind of feel out designers, like if they're following me and if they're out there and they're responding, I see them, I hear them. But then whenever I talk about doing mentorships or anything like that, I'm not getting a lot of bites. I mean, I had clients, I had people that I mentored and it went really well. I helped a lot of designers over the years get jobs. Like I know I have it in me to help people. I don't know, like if I created this course, I know no one's going to buy it because I'm not seeing the desire there, but I do see the desire for people to want me to brand for them. So, which I'm doing already, but like, I I don't even know how to grow. So to summarize my question how do I grow? Cause I'm happy with my salary, but I want to make more. I would love to like evolve. I, I really just want to help people. I want an empire where like I can put content out there where people could really be inspired and grow from it. Like I said, with my clients, like when I see that result of me creating this brand and my clients succeeding from it, I want to put that out to the universe, but I don't know how. If I did create an online course, if it's not going to be geared toward designers, then who am I gearing it toward? So yeah, I kind of I kind of just want to help everyone and I'm having a really hard time niching down and figuring out like who's that one person I want to help? Like whose life am I going to change if I were to put a course out there or a an ebook or anything like that? I'm just I'm really stuck with that. You know, it's interesting cuz you are where you said you wanted to be, right? You have an amazing schedule, you have some amazing clients, you bought a new house. Congratulations on that, by the way. You're spending time with the kids. It's like why do you need more? And I'm going to challenge you a little bit because I want you to know why you need more. Because sometimes we just feel like we have to grow because that's what we were taught to do. Sometimes we feel like we need more and more because we, and I'm not saying this about you, but we tend to hoard our success in case something fails. And I don't know if that fear or something is is maybe a part of this. So, you know, yes, you can make more money and there's ways that you can do that with your current client base. You don't need new clients or you don't need to necessarily expand out of what you're already doing in order to generate more income. So perhaps we just need those strategies and then you'd be good. Or even if you did make more money from your current client base, would you still feel less fulfilled? And we can start to unpack that. So where do you think you lie in in terms of like, what do you really, really want? So based on, I mean, my income just like quadrupled very quickly and Like I said, I'm happy with it, but it doesn't feel like enough. 
So it kind of feels like your second example, like I could keep making more off of what I'm doing now, but it something still feels like there's something missing. Like I, I still want to reach out to more people. I still want to help more people. And I don't know, I, I have skills I can design. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what more I can do. Now it's interesting because, you know, like you said, you'd be able to generate more income from your current client base. You could increase your price point. You can, you know, turn it into an agency if you wanted to do that or hire people that you know that would support the way that you create Michelle magic for others, right? But to me, it almost sounds like that because it's so one-to-one that you can only reach and affect so many people's lives that you have this yearning to want to do that more outside of your client base because you can only take on so much in the current format that you're doing. To me, it sounds like you're not fulfilled impact wise. Is that true? Yeah, that's, you nailed it. Done this before. This is like not uncommon to hear this. So you're not alone in this, by the way. That's that's reassuring. <laughs> this is not a bad thing. So that's really amazing. So what's really interesting is you do have this amazing skill and you were able to brand yourself and turn this into an amazing business. And if you were to able to do that to other designers, I'm sure that would fill that bucket of yours. That's, that seems to be a little empty as far as like the fulfillment and the legacy that you can offer and all those other things that come along with this more emotionally versus, you know, monetarily. It's interesting because this is very common as well. You mentioned like an online course. I'd love to do an online course, but you don't have the audience yet necessarily. And you've poked around a little bit and you've perhaps mentored a few people, but you know, you know that if you launch an online course, it really wouldn't work yet. And what's interesting is most people, when we come up with business ideas, we go, well, what's the product? And we go right to that. And how can I create that? And you've already started mentioning an online course before you've actually started to have conversations and talk to people and really start to gather perhaps a, even a small audience in that space to see, well, maybe an online course would not work with them. We don't know yet. We, we need to lead up to that. The greatest way to figure this out that I've found is to create some sort of X week program, two, four, six week mentorship program or, you know, crash course for designers to help you turn your skills into a monetary, a monetized business or whatever the hook might be. Because if you create this thing, first of all, you don't have to film an entire course and then launch it. That's scary because what if nobody buys, right? You can actually create the material as you go with the people that you collect up front. And if nobody bites, well then, okay, good. I don't need to create the thing. But if you do get a few people coming in, even if it's you know just, just a handful, I mean, that could give you an understanding of what it's like to actually take them through a process. It forces you to create a curriculum that could in turn turn into an online course with now testimonials behind it and real reason, in which case then you can run ads to get in front of people with the confidence knowing that you know this actually works. You could partner with other people who have designers in their audience knowing that this works and this will serve their audience, right? So you can build an audience. Anybody can build an audience but we have to first understand who is it that we're building for and what is it that we're ultimately going to create for them. And a four-week cohort-based sort of twice-a-week meeting thing that helps them get from where they're at to where you want them or know that they can go, it will provide all the information you need to know what to do next. It'll help you understand whether or not you actually like doing this, right? Because it's in our head right now. You might train these designers and just go, that was exhausting and I never want to do that again. You know, in which case, great, it's out of your mind now and you can focus elsewhere. Or you might do it and you're like, that is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. Let's grow this thing. Let's scale it a little bit more so I can fill in that bucket. And you might find that the cohort-based model that happens a few times a year on your own calendar is gonna be best versus an online course where 
every once in a while you might get questions randomly and it's not fully getting people all the way through to the end because it's an online course versus a cohort-based one and you have more opportunities to create the Michelle magic inside of a cohort base sort of with the connections, you know, that's a superpower of yours. So why would you leave that out of an online course, right? So these are just sort of, I'm brain dumping on you a lot of these things, but these are some of the things that come to mind and a micro experiment to see where you can take it could be the next step. And then you get either a green light to keep going or a red light to stop and come back. But it seems to me that the idea is that you want to fulfill and impact more lives, in which case there's many other ways to do that. What if you spoke at a designer conference about what you did and there were thousands of people in the audience? Would that fulfill? Probably, maybe, I don't know. But if it's impact that you're going for, there's many ways to do that. And it's not just an online course. It's so interesting that you summarized what I'm searching for in one word, impact. And I never thought of it as like that one goal. I think that's where I was having trouble was how do I make a goal out of this? You know, because set, doing a course, like online course and like and breaking that down into steps as a goal didn't feel right to me, but creating impact and then thinking about ways I can do that. I don't know, that just like triggered a light bulb in my head right now. And that makes so much more sense. <laughs> right, I mean, we've I think we've discovered it and it's, you provide great work for your current clients, but you can only impact so many lives. However, you also have to realize that you are impacting people through them, right? Your work is now impacting others through your client's work, right? There's also, you know, I wanted to make sure I didn't skip over this. There's some amazing business models that you could use to generate more income with the way that you currently have things. You could do it through ProfitShare or RevShare. James Shramko, my mentor, does this a lot where he basically works with a company and says, hey, I will mentor your company. You know, you serve them with the first package and you get them up to par, but then you go, you know what? I'd love to help you and continue to stay here to help you. And any revenue that you generate beyond your baseline, I'll take 10% of it. And that way you actually have even more skin in the game. They know you have more skin in the game and you can also almost feel like you're a part of their company without having to do all the crazy amounts of work. But you're there as more of, more of like, it's sort of similar to like an advisor slash affiliate but you actually get a rev share and that's a way to, that you can impact these companies even more. But anyway, going back to impact, which is really the thing that I think that, that you want. I mean, now you can reverse engineer from, well, how much impact do I wanna make? Do I want a thousand designers to create their own websites and start making money for themselves? Boom, there's a number now and we can figure out ways that we can get there. You know, some people have really large numbers. I want to reach a million designers across all the platforms I'm on to teach what I teach. Cool. So now I'm on stages. Now I'm on podcasts. Now I'm on YouTube and I'm trying to get to a million people who have got into my lead magnet to download my, you know, how to start worksheet or whatever. But this should help with the direction from here because now we, we know why we're going that direction, right? Absolutely. It's so interesting that I couldn't pinpoint what it was that I felt like was missing from, because Business-wise, like when I wrote it down, even I'm like, I reached my goal and I'm happy, but something feels like there's something lacking. And when you say impact and not money, it like, that's what it is. This is not even a money thing. I mean, I would love to make even more, but I want to feel more fulfilled in, in the sense that I'm impacting others and helping others. Well, and here's the funny thing. What happens to the money part of it when you, when you provide more value and, and have bigger impact? Right. You see, so that, that's, that was my next question though. It's like, 
I don't want to take the money aspect out of it either. Cause I don't want to sell myself short or, you know, like get so focused on the impact that I neglect my business. You definitely don't want to neglect your business. I mean, you have this amazing foundation and you need to be there for your clients, right? It would be a disservice to them for you to AKA get distracted if you will, because that's what's important. However, the more service you provide, the more impact you make, the more revenue opportunities arise. So you could make money by speaking on stage. Literally, that could just be it. You speak on stages to designer conferences and you get paid for that. And like legit, that could be it, <laughs> right? You could make money. That would be that. amazing. Yeah, that would make me feel so good. And like, I want to help people. I just based on the designers that I have mentored over the past few years, having them come back to me and telling me the stories of success that they experienced based on our working together, like that's everything to me. Like you can't, you can't put a price on that. I understand that completely. I mean, you are absolutely right. So let's say you do go down that speaker route. Well, you create the best dang designer presentation anybody's ever seen. Like that's your focus. You learn about that. You go to workshops about that. Like that's all that matters. Or another route, just um, again, you explore all the routes first and like, I like that one or I wanna try that one. You write a book and it's for designers and you feature other designers that are in there and how they run their businesses. You compile all this stuff together and then you get it out there and boom, you're selling thousands of copies of this book and you're getting Instagram pictures of people on the beach reading it in their hands. Like, wow, right? And I've experienced that before with my books. And so there's many ways to go about it, but I would experiment, maybe trial and error, see what you like, what you dislike. And once you find that thing, just all in on that for the th stuff on top of your current work to get to that impact number or impact position that, that you want to be in. Do you think I'm limiting myself? Like right now, I think my whole life is on Instagram. I am trying to build my email list by doing free workshops and kind of getting people to sign up and join. Is there potential beyond social media? Like, should I be exploring YouTube? Should I be doing in-person? Like I actually, when I read Superfans and you were talking about maybe meeting with like-minded individuals and kind of creating Superfans that way, I just love that idea of like creating a group of people that share your interests and just hanging out with them. And I would love to get together with other designers even, or, um, you know, just sit at the park and talk about our struggles and where we found that we did really well together. I mean, like, I think I'm just looking for like that one thing to like really focus on. I'm very goal oriented. So like now when I make a checklist, it's going to be okay. Find that thing where I feel I get fulfillment from the impact and how can I create that impact? Should I now with the weather getting nicer, should I now be thinking about doing maybe some group sessions at a park or because I have that community, like I, I work with other designers and I work with other entrepreneurs. So I don't know, like what? You won't know until you try a few things and see what sticks. I mean, that's, we could look at the menu all day, but you're not gonna eat until you pick something and tell the waiter, right? So there's like, all of them could work. It's gonna be what excites you the most and what fulfills that bucket for you. And it might be one, it might not be the other. I don't wanna say, you're, you're not limiting yourself if you are fully putting your focus into whatever it is that you've chosen to do. However, a community, as you know, as since you've read Superfans, is a great way to not just be able to provide value by creating a space and speaking to people, but it's a space where people can speak and connect and serve each other. And it becomes like a life force of its own. And maybe that combines some stuff that happens in person and online. Maybe it's a circle community outside of Facebook. I don't know, but you won't know until you put some things together. And what I would do is 
as soon as you can, try to get together in person with a few of these designers if you can and just chat. Like be in that world, chat and tell them about your ideas and what you're thinking and get a vibe off of that and you can get a really quick gut check on how that all feels and you know, probably some new ideas will get all spurred up at that moment, but that will give you a direct connection to who it is that you're trying to serve and how you might be able to best serve them. You'd probably be able to quickly understand that an online course probably wouldn't serve these people best, right? Maybe, maybe, I mean, it depends on what it is. Like if they took a course and it took two hours, but they now 2X the revenue as a result of that because it was all based on how to write the perfect contract. Okay, well then that's different. That's like a very specific thing that a course would be best suited to serve those people with. But you're talking about community and impact and these other things that are way beyond just like those kinds of little frictions that I think that some experimentation would go a long way for you, but also help you find that really impactful thing that you're gonna just focus on and do and become known for. Okay, I'm gonna start with baby steps then. I'm gonna try to figure that one out. Love it. This has been incredible. And what a discovery call this was about yourself. And, you know, I hope this was helpful. And if one more time you can, Tell people where they can go to get access to you as a brand expert and then also follow you perhaps on social. You, you had mentioned an Instagram in case they want to follow your journey. Where, where should they go? Sure. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm Michelle Moses. M-O-Z-E-S. It's very confusing. <laughs> Not typical. And it's michellemoses.com. Awesome. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate you and all the best of luck. what I tell you? Epiphany right? It's like one of those things that happens a lot here on Ask Pat. And so if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you do that because this happens all the time in all different kinds of ways, right? And it's so interesting because I'm just simply asking questions and seeing things from the outside. And as I often say, you can't read the label when you're outside the bottle and we are all within our own bottle. So if you seem like you're in your own bottle and you'd love some outside help, head on over to askpat.com and you can ask some questions there. You can get some help as well, potentially. Fill out the application. We'll see if it's the right fit and you might be on the show like Michelle was today. If you wanna check out Michelle and all that she has going on, whether you are a designer looking for help from her or you might need some branding help too, Michelle Moses with a Z, M-O-Z-E-S, michellemoses.com. You can check that out there. And again, I wanna thank you so much, all of you, for your support this year. This show has been amazing. We had spoken about a show called The Smart Bar potentially coming to the podcast, right? Well, we're starting to reassess that, whether that's the right thing to do on the team, so that's where we're at now with that. It may come, it may not. We'll keep you posted, but either way, I'm still gonna be here, so I hope that you subscribe because we got a lot more content coming your way. AskPat.com is where you wanna go, and of course, find me on YouTube if you haven't already. I have a lot of stuff coming this year for you there too. If you wanna get some specific training on some software and some other things, just look up Pat Flynn on YouTube, and yeah, I'll see you there. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Take care. Peace out, and as always, Team Flynn for the win. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is Sarah Jane Hess. Our series producer is David Grabowski. And our executive producer is Matt Gartland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now you might've noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. 
And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.